action-packed episode, and I got all my friends on it tonight. I am a happy, happy boy. Let's start with the man with a fancy Dodgers hat. I just noticed that, John. Wow, Mr. John Guerrero. That, is that new? Is that fresh? <laughs> it, it is new. Um, what's up? Thank you. Yeah, so I, I lost. I had a black hat that I was – my other black Dodger hat that I wore all the time in the beginning episodes of the show, you go back and see it. And it just, it dis- disappeared into the ether, into my house. So I had to order a new one and it's like a mesh in the back and regular in the front hat. But fitted, it's oh. fine. I like, that's, that's a dope hat. I, I'm, a, I'm, you know, there's things in this world that I do appreciate. It's hats and it's sneakers. And uh, that, that's a fly hat right there. With me as well, um, he's, another part of the country again as usual um i believe this time he's on location in colorado not sure what city in colorado but he's in colorado right now living the life our biggest star of course american ninja warrior jordan fox Uh, i must correct this man on the second biggest Uh, i don't have an emmy um but (laughs) about a mile and a half from the maha stadium where john elway threw those balls to mr shannon sharp um, it's actually hot out here, man. I don't, I'm not used to that. I brought all these jackets. Thought it was gonna be cold, and it's like 79. Yep, that's that's where that city will do you this time. You got to you got to add runway model uh, to Jordan's intro now too. Oh well, he's been doing that for years. I mean, that's nothing new for this guy. I mean, he's our fashion guru. I mean, he's he's our supermodel. We we always that's so 2019, that. John. Yeah, I mean, come on, he's been, he's been doing this for years. He just happened to do another one lately. You could go find him somewhere on. Uh, YouTube or Vanity Fair or GQ magazine. I don't know which one it was, but he's in one of them. And last, certainly not least. Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> Emmy Award winning producer extraordinaire, Mr. Joey Clax. You should probably add in the guy that put together a 12 teamer in under 10 hours. But uh, yeah, Jordan, you don't have an Emmy? But I don't have an I don't have an ounce of muscle on my body, so don't <laughs> so don't true. feel bad. <laughs> Both of you guys. So, <laughs> hey, I remember I did say something about being ro- rock solid, and you said, "Yeah, about as rock solid as me." And I was as like, my yeah. belly, I believe, is what I said. <laughs> that was not very rock solid. <laughs> um, so I, I want to start today. Because we've got a lot. We're going to do some baseball. We're going to do some draft because we've got a big draft episode live on Thursday. I'm real excited for our first live draft episode. And maybe we'll have some special guests pop on with us too. You never know. But we'll get to all that. We'll get to some NBA because something real quick before we get to anything. Do you know that Kevin Durant and Mike Conley won an Oscar last night? Yes, they did. Are you aware of that? No. Was it for like a documentary or? Yeah, Um, it was like a movie about, it was a, it was a short film about something starring Kevin Durant. No, no, he was a, he's a director. He was like an executive director on it or producer, Ah. an executive producer. And you know, to me, so Kobe was the first, you know, NBA guy that won, you know, won an Oscar. Yeah. But he didn't score 33 points the same night he scored an Oscar because Kevin Durant did that off the bench yesterday. So we're going to get to that a little bit later, and I'm excited to talk about that. Until then, let's talk some MMA. John, you told yeah, me you going to be a snoozer. 
I did. And that's the thing with MMA is I'm wrong a lot of the times and most people are wrong. Um, I most people, but you are definitely wrong a lot of the times. No, that was, I mean, for everything that happened, I mean, Kamara Usman is just, so we'll start with the main event and go down from there. No, let's go the uh, other way. No, let's go the you other way. You want to go the other way? Okay. The guy who it always his... goes one to five. Every I know. <laughs> 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 you think people want to listen by the time you save the good stuff for the end. Um, well, I mean, the, the, it's either start with Kamara Usman or the leg break. So, yes, yeah, so we'll start with the leg break the... because that was the fourth to, to last fight. And go t- talk about it, John. Um, so it was nasty. Um, and it's if anybody doesn't follow MMA, Chris Weidman is the guy whose leg got broken. So he threw a leg kick and it got checked by a shin of Uriah Hall and his leg just snapped. Um, if you have the stomach for it, you can see a more close uh, image of it. The bone actually does break out of the skin. Uh, it's very disturbing. Uh, I've seen that once before in my life when my Chris Weidman leg checked my favorite fighter of all time, Anderson Silva, and it snapped his leg. So that's a very interesting parallel also, just how that happened to the guy that did it to somebody. He didn't do it on purpose, but it happened in a fight that he caused it, basically. So that was... The chances, the chances of that, I mean, him being involved on both sides, I mean, that that is a full circle craziness to me. Yeah, yeah that's that, yeah, that's in some weird universe. It's, I, I don't know, the universe corrected itself. I guess the world's not going to end at the end of this year. Uh, that saved us somehow. But yeah, that was nasty. Um, I don't usually, I watched it one time and then I saw that one part of the the bone and everything and I can't do much more of that. It's it's disgusting. I feel bad for the Chris, but I think it's it's his time to hang it up. And he's already talking about how he's going to come back in no, six to 12 gonna, months. He, no, no. He said he could start training in six to 12 months. Doesn't yeah. Mean he could get into a fight. It means maybe he could get back in shape and hit a gym. That's what I hope he means by training. I well, when that. You when it happened brought. to Silva, Silva came back in a year. Granted, he did a bunch of steroids and popped his first fight back, but he Silva was back within about a year. And then lost when, almost every fight after that. Yeah. And, it, and it, 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 like, it, it not tarnished his career, but it put, like, the ending of his career sucked. Like, if you started watching MMA late, you're like, who is this old man? Like, go away. You know what I mean? But that's just the way the game is. They missed his first 16 that were amazing. Um, you know? Um, but, all right, so that fight was – that was bad. Um, it kind of, they just, it's one of the, there's two injuries that like are too much for me. It's that. And I think like, did you hear what Derek Lewis said? Derek Lewis is like, nah. I'm never going to do another leg kick ever again. He's like, never again. He goes, well, what's the point? He goes, I'll, I'll, I'll kick him in the gut. I'll, I'll, I'll kick him in the face, but I'm not kicking him in his, my shin on shin. He goes, never. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's going <clears> to, <throat> it's become the popular thing to do lately. But if this happens one more time to somebody on a main card, then people are going to stop doing it, I think. Do you think so? I don't think so because it's effective. If you remember the Conor McGregor-Justin Poirier fight, no, he used no. those to, to slow him down a lot. Every fight um, people are doing it now. It's, it's, I mean, even Mazdaval was just throwing tons of them if you watched But, them. I mean, but also, Ethan, you got to think the Anderson Silva one was in, what, 2012? And this is 2020. I don't think it was that far back. Sorry. It was – 2014 somewhere on there yeah and then this is 2021 it's not something that happens frequently it's just a freak accident in between i guess like a low like a, a low on the yeah I, there was a couple before in, in 10 years almost whatever 
I'm not yeah. saying, but man, that's not an injury you want. That's all I know. And if you can avoid it, maybe, I don't know. Maybe people are going to stop doing it. But let, let's, let's get to some of the other fights. Um, you want to talk about so, the, the first woman's fight? Uh, Valentina yeah. and Jessica Andrade. I knew that one was going to be, that was the one that was just complete domination. There's, they're just trying to find people to put in front of Valentina and they're like, they're running out. Like she lost. Yes. They, Cause they know Nunez is crusher and they don't want to do that. She already lost to Nunez and they're just recycling people to try to put in front of her to give her fights. That was going to be, that was the no brainer. I was very surprised with the Rose fight. Um, I'm happy she won. Uh, I did not expect it, um, but that head kick Why? was masterful. Why not? What's her nickname? Do you know her nickname? Fox? <laughs> uh, I do not, actually. I'm sorry. Um, do you know her nickname, uh, it's Fox? The, oh, sorry. Yeah, I do. No, I don't. What is it, John? It's Thug Rose. She's Thug. Her name is Thug. Oh, wow. She has the same haircut as Fox. Dude, she's gangster. And you know she what? cries too much to her nickname to be Thug. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy like with what... Jane, basically. <laughs> yeah. She cried, and she had a haircut like that. And that's the fight you said wasn't gonna, that wasn't going to change hands. I'm like, oh, it's changing hands. Um, no, that one, I was surprised. Whaley is really good, though. So that was that was the actual shocker. Um, but good for her. And then we'll, I, think that, I think they'll probably run it back because I don't think there's many other – challengers at what are they 115 right now 115 weight class um and then the, like the bigger shocker to me the main event we had uh Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal and I expected Usman to win not in the way that he did though nobody saw a knockout of Jorge Masvidal who's been knocked down maybe a handful of times in his career not knocked out knocked down only and Usman knocked him out cold. No, no, Jorge he had no idea out. where he was. Cold. He, he had no idea where he was. He they had to explain out. to him what happened. When he woke up, he was out like a light. And that's scary. I don't see uh, – for a while, I wasn't a huge fan of Usman. He reminded me of GSP where they're dominant but not super exciting. Uh, but this dude is getting better and better each fight in – he knocked out Jorge Masvidal. I mean, like, sky's the limit for. I don't see anybody beating him in welterweight division anytime soon. Is he the pound for pound number one in the world? No, John Jones. He hasn't fought. He fought one fight in like three or four years. He hasn't lost. Neither has Usman. Uh, but I mean, champion. but John, just you can't you can't take away all the back stuff that John did as well. I mean, I love John Jones. He's one of my top two favorite fighters. Um, I was thinking, who if you think, who are your three favorite fighters right now, John? That are active right now, yeah. or like ever? Right now, um, I, had, I had to think about it, and I, and 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 you want to know what I came up with? You tell me yours. Let's, let me hear yours. Are we gonna call John Jones active? Yeah. All right. Um, I got Jones. I got Dustin Poirier. Um, can't go wrong with Max Holloway either. Um, there's a lot of exciting. guys. There's a lot of really good guys. Um. Man, I was I would say before his last fight, uh, Mighty Mouse DJ was really up there as far as one twenty five pound goes, and I would say John Jones, Dustin Poirier, and probably Francis Ngannou. I'm gonna say actually, I got I got John Jones. I have 
Derek Lewis, because of his press conferences, it just they go with the fight so beautifully. Um, and, and my boy Conor McGregor, I get so excited every time. No Airbender. What uh, is he? Really? No. no. Oh no. Oh hey hey George. Oh Jordan. He should have won that so, last fight. Then he would have been on my list, but no, he lost. So just so Ethan, you're aware, since you've here, they're planning his next title fight is likely going to be here in Arizona. Really? Mm-hmm. UFC 263. They're planning it, hopefully, to be here. Are we going to do all fired up live from, from UFC? We should try for sure. All right. John's going to get us tickets. We'll pay him back. Wink, wink. <laughs> and um, let's make it happen. Um, all right. Let's shift gears here. You want to talk some draft there, Clax? Um, dying to talk some draft. <laughs> I'm dying to I'm dying to talk about our our soon to be draft special this Thursday mm-hmm. and uh, exactly how uh, how we're gonna do this and uh, how many side bets there's gonna be by the time oh yeah draft day comes around because I feel like so it's what, really starting to get talked about this week. What are you hearing? It's gonna get real. Yeah, what are you hearing in the Mile High City, Fox? Are you, are you hearing anything there? Are they, are they trading up for a quarterback or what? So what I do know is, which is the most important thing that everyone's been speaking on in the Mile High and around the nation, is if you have a vaccination, you can hug Roger Goodell. And we all miss hugging Roger <laughs> Goodell. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Wow. It's going to happen on Thursday. I want those big old linemen, big D linemen, just to hug the crap out of Roger Goodell and give him some real love. Wow. Y'all love Roger Goodell. That's yeah. a- <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we can't like show up it's not football. And hopefully somebody can hug him. Yes. We need the big man to hug him and we all need to boo him. I love to boo Roger Goodell. I, I, I'm happy to get on board with that. So. I went to an NFL draft at Radio City myself years ago, <clears throat> but it was the year before Goodell took over. It was still tagging. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't quite as fun as it Did is. You the commissioner? Of course. Okay. But it's not as hardcore as it is today. No, no, no. It, it never is. It's getting hard, better and better and better. Um, they're talking about trade-ups. They're talking about the Patriots trading up as well. That's the rumors I'm hearing a lot now. Yeah. Uh, they want to get one of those five quarterbacks. So they're talking about maybe trading up to nine or 10, maybe even 11 with the Giants uh, to get that fifth quarterback. Do you think there'll be a fifth quarterback past the 10th pick? Yes. I think the Patriots are going to be able to somehow – sit tight or move, you know, lower to like 11, 12 or so and grab their guy. Mac Jones. I think Fields is still going to be there. Okay, I got a question about that. Clax, so, and John, you too for this one. So Fields finishes the season, right? National championship game, whatever. Everyone knew Trevor Lawrence was number one. That was, and everyone was saying, and Fields is number two, and then we'll kind of go from there. How does he go from being the second best quarterback in the nation, never throw a pass, never throw an interception or a touchdown, and somehow become the fifth best quarterback in the nation? How does that happen, Clax? 
overrated pro days and overanalyzing everything. John, you agree? Ian will add a little tinge uh, of racism at the end of that for the third. Hmm. Okay. What do you mean? I mean, all the things that came out, like after the pro days came out, why, like, it just, there's different narratives on how they speak about Mac Jones or Trey Lance and how they speak about Justin Fields. It's not, it's not as, it's not direct because they can't do that, but there it's, it's, it's like we see in most headlines. It's just the way they word things. They, they bring up like his worth work ethic and different things. And like the way they, the way they write their words is far different than they write their words about the other quarterbacks. It was, it was like, like, I remember seeing on ESPN, Dan Orlovsky, who I think is the worst. I said that many times to you, Clax. I think Dan Orlovsky is the worst. And Dan Orlovsky came out and was like, I heard from people that he's the last one in the door and the first one out. Wouldn't put his name on it, but he's quoting on like, don't do that. You're just messing with a man's character at that point for no reason. Like, exactly. And, and yeah, I, I don't like that game. Um, I, I'm curious. Like, I, I, I mean, they're all predicting this draft to go a certain way. And I just, I'm curious to see like, where are these wide receivers going? Fox, Who, who's getting, where are the Dolphins getting the first one? Or, or what do you think? You think the Falcons clacks? What do you think? Are they taking a receiver or a tight end, or are they going to go for a quarterback? I think the Falcons take a quarterback. So there's going to be four quarterbacks taken in the first four picks? Possibly, yeah. What about the Falcons and, like, the talks with the, getting them pits? That's the thing. It's coming down to those two. Um, they're debating on – I mean, assuming he's there, uh, Trey Lance or Pitts. And the, the thing is, if you get Trey Lance – you have to somehow ship Matt Ryan knowing that people are willing to take that salary hit. But at the same time, Atlanta has like an awful salary cap situation. So they have to ship somebody. I heard they're uh, trying to ship Julio. Yeah. That's what I heard last. Yeah. They're trying to ship Julio. On draft night, they want to train. The the, day the, well, listen, I, let's be honest. If you're in, in the Atlanta front office, you're not putting together a Super Bowl team next season. No. It's just not happening. No. So what's 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 the damage getting rid of Julio Jones? How many more good years does he really have in him? One or two. I would say more than Matt Ryan. Absolutely. Ship them both off. Well, Matt Ryan has no more good years left in him. So, of course, anything is more than Matt Ryan. <laughs> Come on. Ship them both off and let Julio go somewhere he could win. Yeah, the, the, like you said, it's going to be a huge cap hit to get rid of Matt Ryan. Between the Raiders, the Patriots, and somebody else, and they're thinking about trading him. Um, the Who, goal Julio? is before June 1st when the, the cap hits. his salary. about Julio? So, yeah. yeah. So Matt Ryan's going to be on the team this year. Mm -hmm. But they can get rid of him after this year. Yeah. So he'll be there and he'll start, and if he's good, cool. If he's not, you bring in the kid, and that's kind of what I think – and that's what the owner wants to do. He's the one who's saying, I don't ever want to draft fourth again, but if you draft fourth, you should probably get your franchise quarterback. And I don't disagree with that if, if he's sitting there over a tight end, no matter how good the tight end is. So it's the Raiders, Patriots, Titans, and Ravens are teams that would be interested. Uh, he has three years remaining. So he's a 23 million cap hit in 2021, 19 in 2022, and 2023. So – it's pretty expensive. Obviously, the Raiders have a lot of cap room. Same as the Pats. Uh, I'm not sure about the Titans. But, He's uh, got to go to the Ravens. 
The Ravens need somebody. No, I'm going to the Pats. Sorry. Uh, I mean, oh, no. That's where Julio should go. But yeah. the team that needs him the most is the Ravens. He If he goes to the Ravens, that's a difference. If he goes to the Pats, it's like, oh, man, now there's another guy across from Adams. They don't have an Adams in in Baltimore. I think they need someone like him to add that dynamic. A real number one. What do you mean Adams? Yeah, who are you talking about? In Green Bay? Uh, Patriots, not Packers, sir. Oh, I thought you said the Packers. I'm sorry. Mm. Patriots. Oh. oh, the Patriots would be – they, they need a number one, too. They got a lot of number two guys in, in New England right now. They don't have a number one, though. So, yeah, that's the same Packers. situation. Well, they, need some, they need somebody for Mac Jones to throw the ball to, so – Oh, Mac Jones is going because the Patriots are taking Mac Jones. Correct. I'm sorry, Clax. It was a joke for like three episodes, but if the Jets don't get Mac Jones, I, I think it's just <laughs> such a big mistake. It's so like, I think Zach, that Zach, Zach Wilson, I think it, it doesn't matter if he's not going to play for very long. So don't you don't need to learn his name. <laughs> it's literally Sam Bradford, but like a better pro day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sam Bradford. Right? My man's number skyrockets and doesn't even play a ranked team. It, it, uh, You're talking about Zach Wilson? Yeah, man. Okay. You got to get Mac Jones. He's right there. Just or Justin. <laughs> yeah. This or this Justin. Mac. I would rather I would rather Justin Fields and yeah yeah. This yeah. this Mac this Mac Jones thing is <laughs> it just makes it makes me so happy. I you know. With, I want I, him. To, I want him to stay on the board forever. I don't right, ever right. want him to come off the board. And have been next year's draft again. Yeah, Still on the board. So oh. where where will you be getting my donuts from in in New York? Just out of curiosity. I'm really haven't thought that far because I'm not going to so, have to go. So the bet donuts. is the 49ers are going to draft him, and he's going number that's three. You. He's going and number then, three. So Clax is not picking a team. He's just saying Clax that's not going to happen. Clax has the entire. I gave Clax the entire field. I just took number the three. The popular. Well, no, you took you took it within the first three picks. Is 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 what you took? Yeah, yeah, but he's going number. If three. If, if the Jets took Mac Jones, you'd still win. Oh, I do. I would. I would. I would double lose. Oh, you really <laughs> would you double would. lose because then you know he's going to be the biggest flop in the whole. <laughs> Absolutely, if he goes to the Jets, that's a so, guarantee. So, if we're all the Niners, who are we picking? Ethan, you're the Niners. Who are you picking? Fields. Okay. Clax. Trevor and Wilson are gone. Uh, probably Fields. John? But, Fields. I'm, but I'm the Jets. I'm taking Fields, too. Yeah. Cool. Um, That's what I'm saying. I'm taking Fields as my first quarterback after Trevor. Um, I, I, I just and – and you know what it is? Because, like, Ohio State quarterbacks have not been good lately. Don't get me I wrong. I can't do it. I can't do it. And, and, and I get it. And I get why he they've not like he's he's not Cardell Jones. He's he's not these guys, but like is Mac Jones better? I, I don't mean, know. I, and and but... you know what? Some of the experts seem to think he is. So like let's see if they're right, I guess. And when I say experts, Fox is one of these experts. So let's see. I, I I'm Michael Trey Lance, man. I, I know Mac Jones is better, but like I I like mobility, especially in NFC West. You got to think about your division. Mm -hmm. I would prefer Lance in the West. 
Not saying that Jones is better. Mac Jones is the smart guy. The get the balls out. Get so that's what they're saying about him. That's like the biggest thing, Clax. I don't know if you heard about Mac Jones. He processes information faster. He he he's super. He does the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady of processing information, and he gets the ball out really fast. So he's not going to take sacks. So he's not as fast as these other guys. No, but but he. He's like Brady. He doesn't get sacked, really. Now, yes, he had a great offensive line in Alabama. It's different. But if he goes to San Francisco, they got a pretty good offensive line. And mm-hmm. they'll probably draft another one in the second round, to be honest, uh, if they don't draft him a receiver or someone else at that point. Um, and then he's got a stud tight end. Um, that You're set up to win if you go to the 49ers. That's what it comes down to. Whoever that pick is could be not the second or third best but they're going to probably be the second best after Trevor just because of the situation. Okay. Let me ask you this. Ask if, Mac, if, if Mac Jones goes to the 49ers, does he start next season? And if he does start no. next season, no, okay. he won't. They, no, no, he won't. Okay. Jimmy G will start. Okay. Unless, well, this is unless Jimmy G is garbage, like, like in like practice and whatever, and they think he's trash, but they still think he's good. Jimmy G is going to last what? Four games. Something's no. going to happen to him. You know Did what? I also hear, I don't know if you guys heard, Did, is the Patriots still trying to get Jimmy back? Did you guys hear that at all? Or I just make that up? Make they're, they're gonna make, they'll make an offer for him, I'm sure, but they're not going to offer more than like a second pick round pick next year or something. You know what I mean? They're not going to offer anything this year, they said, because they don't have to. Um, right. And the 49ers are the ones that are going to be in the position next year where they have to get rid of him. And... Um, I think it's more of a cap hit next year, even. So they have the leverage right now, the Patriots. And Bill Belichick's like, listen, I know I got a second round pick for him. I'm not giving up a first to get him back. Like, you know, I just had a principle. He's not going to do that. And honestly, his value, if he doesn't play, if he, like today is, what is he worth to you, Clax? What is Jimmy G worth? What would, what would you give up? Is it like, if the Jets didn't have this pick, like, like, and the Jets needed a quarterback right now, what's, what is he worth, you think? I don't want Jimmy G, so there's that. So a third round pick next year. That, that's what you think his, his value is. Well, I was about to say uh, uh, this year and next year's third. I was just about to say that. Yep. And if they do that, thirds. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't second think, and a fourth I, next year. I think he's what kept the 49ers from winning a Super Bowl a couple two years ago. If he wasn't that, uh, I don't. I think uh, them not going back to the run. Just run the ball. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I get it. Oh, it's kind of exciting time, boys. Exciting yeah, time. it'll be it'll be fun to us watch it live together. And... Oh yeah, I, I just I need to know where Clax is getting these donuts from by then, so I can look at the look at. Oh, the I'll, I'll 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 find a real nice place. Don't you worry. Just to tease me, and then I'm gonna have to send you donuts anyway. Okay, I see how this goes. <laughs> so, Clax, where's the nearest hospital to you? Assuming the Jets grab an old tackle. Uh... <laughs> It's maybe like seven to twelve minutes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not long enough to revive me. <laughs> Too far. Nice. I will die. Yeah. Who's your backup, by the way? What do you mean? Exactly. Wow. Your Jets QB backup. Is no. it not Flacco anymore? No. 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 We don't have one. We have some guy you never heard of. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Rob Cohen Smith. We just, that, we just signed Gino again. We, we love the guy. Uh, that would be great if we signed Gino again. Uh, fun fact, we, we signed him again, and the trademark of why the Seahawks love him, I forget what playoff game it was. 
um, but we were going into overtime and we trusted him for the toss. And the guy said, heads or tails? And he says, hails. <laughs> <laughs> and we won. <laughs> and ever since then, we're like, oh, yeah, we're keeping this guy. We like him. Nice. Nice. Well, that sounds like. Yeah, heads or tails? Hails. <laughs> <laughs> can't, go, can't go wrong when you play both sides. <laughs> so. I like it. Well, do you fellas have anything left to add for this draft, or or should I move on here? No, it'll be. I'm just. Well, it'll be fun. It's good Thursday when we do it live. Can't wait. I know John's gonna be like double dipping work. Cardinals better not get Kyle Pitts. I'll be pissed. But that's why. Who gets the Kyle Pitts? The Cardinals better not get Kyle Pitts. How, you think Pitts is gonna last that long? To 16? He's not gonna last. They're gonna go I'm defense. I'm just 16? saying. I'm just saying, man. The draft is. It's spooky. I mean, they could trade, trade up, up or the Cardinals, they're not a team. They don't really have many draft assets though to really trade up. So I don't see them. Uh, they're looking for like a defensive bat from what I'm hearing in Arizona. They're looking at like um, certain uh, they're hoping for uh, JC Horn, you know, these cornerbacks that are out there, but they're both going to most likely be taken. They're going to have, what's the guy that just had back surgery Farley. Yeah. Yeah, so he'll be there most likely, but he's a medical risk. He had knee surgery and now two back surgeries. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, oh, my God, if you had a tight end on that team, I mean, that's almost – that's close to a Super Bowl contender. With that offensive line, um, you know what they're talking about, them maybe drafting – if, if the, they don't have a decent cornerback there, I'm hearing they might draft the first running back. And they're talking the Cardinals? About, yeah. About the kid from uh, Alabama, uh, what's his name? Najee. In the first round? He's going in the first round, Najee. Absolutely, he's going in the first All round. Right. They're just going to run him to the ground until they got to pay him, and they're just going to let him go. That's it. Yeah, you still get him cheaper than right. Get him for four solid years and go. That's what they're going to most likely do. But um, that team needs us. I mean, you add a, you know, Pittsburgh, look out. They might draft a first round running back. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the, the Cardinals, what they picked up James Conner, right? Who, yeah, but that's is not gonna be not very good. good. Like, no. what they have Chase Edmonds, who is not, very I guess, good. he's not very yeah. good. So, these are all back. They got two backup running backs on their team right now. They need it, they need a, 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 a horse. And you know what? Um, I don't see they have, they're not missing too many positions right now. They have five good offensive linemen, which they might have the best offensive line in, in football. They now have. Look at look at their offensive line when we get off the show, Fox. I was looking at it; it's ridiculous. And the, they need they need cornerbacks, so they so should they do cornerbacks first. Back. Yeah, they got a great pass rush with Chandler and Watt. Um, they've got decent linebackers, but no, and they got Buda Baker as a safety, who's great. But they don't have defensive backs. But do you you don't want to reach and take like the fourth best cornerback just because you need one? And there's some really good players still there at 16. Um, they're saying like. There's some one of those top three receivers could possibly fall down to 16. If that's the case, do you do grab that guy? You know, they're, they're but the running back is really like if you could get the best running back in the nation to put behind you. I don't like think about Barkley, right? Everyone hates that Barkley pick. Clax, you think that was a bad pick when they took Barkley? When okay. they when they when they made the pick, yeah, I thought it was awful. But then you know how good he is. No, people think now even more like, look, they never won with him. They wasted all. That's B, that's 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 BS. He's he's one of like three elite running backs that are that talented. Yeah. So and I'm not saying you're taking this guy with your number like four pick like the giant or number. 
you know, top. This five. is why I'm questioning it being a first round running back. This is why I don't care how good he is in college. Yeah, like if it's a, but if it's, I don't believe in first round running backs. I don't believe in them. You sound like Mel Kiper. That's what he says. That's a Mel Kiper quote to the end. I don't believe in first round running backs. You know what? It, I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, they could add another linebacker or this, but I mean, if you could get someone that could fill in and get a thousand yards for you on offense to go with Kyler Murray, to go with your, you know, Hopkins and and AJ Brown. Well, no, not AJ Brown. Who did they get? AJ Green. Yeah, AJ Green. Well, they have their they have their number one running back with Kyler Murray, so I think they're good there. That's so. our thing, and then you've got that option. I, I think like the, the divisional round. It, everything they did was a bust. It's that's Fox. So that's kind of the NFC West, though. Is like I agree with Fox on that. Yeah, but they threw money around like nobody's business, man. That's in true. That's way, true. They they got rid of a lot of scraps and they put it into good parts. I mean, they finally. Steve Kime and those guys, they finally did a good job, like, like putting together a team. But at best, they're going to get blown out in the NFC Championship. That would be amazing if they got that far, in my opinion. Like, like for the team. Did you say, did you say we? I said, at best, they're going to get blown out. No, 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 I I did not. I think he even said, (laughs) was that a Freudian slip? You kiss your, no, you kiss your mama with that. No, 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 I did not say that. Um, Um, they make it there, that would be amazing. Um, I don't – we'll see what happens. They still need to make moves. And I got to – if if they don't make the playoffs, Kingsbury gets fired, right? And the uh, GM. Do you think they clean house if they don't make the playoffs this year? Heck yeah. If they win 10 games? That they playoffs are playoffs. I mean, there's seven spots now. If you're yep. not top seven, like, that's just, that's embarrassing. Yeah, you have to be top half of the league. You should be able to do that. The Bears made the playoffs. Like, come on. Well, they missed Trubisky. Of course they did. Where is he the backup now? Where Buffalo. He? He's the backup of Buffalo, man. Look at this guy. You're best gonna... backup quarterback in the league. Tell best backup quarterback in the league. Absolutely. Tell me you're not a Mitch fan. You know you're a Mitch fan now, John. You can't deny uh, it anymore. Now he's wearing the red, white, and blue. Yeah, I may or may not have a Bill's Mitch jersey on the way. We'll see. You do because he's not even going to play, so he can't mess up. Like, how exactly he at this point? He's just going to sit there, hold the clipboard, and look good. I mean, that's Mitch. Well, the Bills are going to draft the running back. They only have a running game. They're another one that might draft. They yes, say, yeah, another one of the that's that, there's somebody that it would make sense if they draft. No, but it does. There's a few teams that make sense, like Pittsburgh. Yes. Like, they have holes, no, Pittsburgh, like, Pitts, Pittsburgh's got a lot of holes. You don't see that. Well, they don't literally don't have one running back on their roster really right now, Pittsburgh. Like, like well, me, yeah, there's some good running backs. Get a receiver. Yeah, Zach Zach Moss on the Bills wasn't terrible. He was just hurt. He's yeah, not a terrible a, running back. Yeah, well, he didn't run the ball, so I mean, <laughs> I mean, when he's hurt, yeah, you can't. But best abilities, availability. He, he didn't have any. John, you wanted to talk some baseball. Fox, I want to talk some Seattle Mariners baseball. But before we get to the Mariners, let's let's talk about some rule changes and things that they're trying to implement. John, do you want do you want to speak on this first? Yeah, a couple of things that come up. So I don't know what I forgot which game it was. I was catching a game and it was like the announcers, like it was probably some crappy ESPN, because that's where I only have the leak the the pass for the Dodgers, so I don't get to see all the all the games. So whatever's on nationally televised. They were trying to say, the announcers, I forget which game, so forgive me, that the fans like the extra innings rule with the man on second. 
And I thought that was such BS. They're like trying to drive the narrative when that is the worst rule that they divorce new rule that's come up in a long time. Like they're trying to like be like, oh yeah, people love this rule. It's like, no, we don't. Nobody Clark, likes what do you it. Think of that? What do you think of that rule? I want you to give first opinion. Man, I think that extra. I think that that's insane that anyone can even pretend that the fans are okay with this as a whole, because I haven't heard one fan say that they think it's cool. <laughs> that uh, so I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there, but not, it doesn't make up more than half of the population. It's just insane to even say that. I think yeah. it's idiotic. That's my. That's the first thing. But it's not the worst of them all for me. That's for sure. We can get to some more. John, do you have um, there? Yeah. So um, your one of your favorite teams, the Diamondbacks, Madison Bumgarner pitched a gem seven inning game that was part of a double header. And no hitter. He pitched a no hitter through seven innings, and that was the game. He couldn't continue because the double headers are only seven innings which robs him of a potential com- no hitter. Like it's, it's asinine. I can cuss in that part. Cause it, asinine it is, it is, is a word. Nine. It's also asset 10. It's asset 11. It's asset 12. It is horrible. It is the second worst of all these new rules for sure. It is, it is horrendous. Um, to me, it's little league. It's seven inning games. I played this in little league in high school. Um, it's ridiculous. Like, like this is major league baseball. They can play nine innings. And now stats don't count anymore because he threw a no hitter that does not count in the record books. It's not a no hitter. I mean, yeah, should, do, you, do you think it should count? No, right? No, it shouldn't count. It, 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 you can't like yeah logically say it counts, but like man, that's such a bummer. Like it's a bummer, but it's it's twenty one up, twenty one. A lot it's, of people be twenty one up. It's just twenty. It's just twenty one down is all it is. So, what's the big feat there? Hundreds and thousands of guys have done that. But we don't know what would have happened in the eighth or ninth because he didn't get that opportunity. True. By the way, Bumgarner's thrown 12, uh, 13 straight sh- innings without giving up a run. So he's uh, pitching a little better compared to the way he's nice, but, n- nice, Nice job, Gooch. But you know what? <laughs> he's one of the most unlikable human beings like that, that are in sports. And we should do the most unlikable human being fired up for one of these days because – the guy gets on the mic at the end of the game and like the lady comes up to do the interview with him and he grabs a mic and he goes, I just want to go out and thank the clouds for creating shadows to make it harder for the hitters. And I want to thank Rob Manford for making the games only seven innings, drops the mic and walks away. Doesn't let the lady do the interview. Just so disrespectful. Like he's, that's actually, that's actually pretty funny though. That's actually funny. funny, but it's like disrespectful. Like, you know, and speaking of disrespectful people, another guy that's disrespectful is Trevor Bauer. And I, I'm going to give you a positive Trevor Bauer thing in a minute, John. So you're going to like this. But first is the funny part is Tatis. Tatis gets up there and hits two home runs off him. And he covers his eye when he's running the bases. And he does the McGregor strut. And I believe the Padres won that series, didn't they, John? They won three out of four, yes. You, you said, oh, talk to me when they win. Well, they won three out of four. And he hit... Five home runs in that series. Jeez. Five home runs in that series, right? Two, two, and one. It was unbelievable. With a shoulder that's going to pop out any minute again. Um, that's one guy I would not draft, Clax. I think his shoulder's going to pop out again. Whose shoulder's going to pop out? Tatis. I, I, t- I took a 10-foot pole to him 
in our fantasy draft, and I uh, and then he hit five there's home a, runs. There's a few guys I don't trust to stay healthy. And he's one of them. Acuna's another one of them. Stanton's another one of them. The like Judge is another one of them. Like yeah, we gotta get <laughs> your two best power hitters. Like come on, Matt, if they stay healthy and they both hit 50 home runs. Of course, but they don't stay healthy. Imagine, imagine. All they have to do is go up to bat four times. Stanton, right? He needs to bat four times every other day. And he gets, he gets days off. He goes on the injured list. (laughs) How does that happen? With the the DH, he can't stay healthy. Correct. And I mean, these guys, this is the best power duo since Gehrig and Ruth. For the Yankees. It really is. Like these are mm-hmm. the first time that you're like almost guaranteed 250 home run guys if they stay healthy. Like when was the last time the Yankees had that, Clax? Even like in the glory days of the 90s, they didn't have that. They didn't. And in the not 2000s, in my lifetime. they had boppers. They had the Giambis. Yeah. And then they had Teixeira and A-Rod. And those, but they were, they kind of were Teixeira like. Teixeira and A-Rod, but they were, they were never. Never 50 homer guys with the Yankees. No, Exactly. They, they were good doubles guys at that point. They were at the, this side of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like two guys that are in their prime. I mean, Judge is just getting to his prime, and Stanton is in his prime. And I mean, that's I mean, if they're both healthy, they, like, and they're hitting three, four in your lineup, and then you could put LeMahieu and these guys around them that get on base. Glaber, if he ever gets on base again, I mean, this is. This is this is yet an, this is yet another reason why Boone is needs to be on the hot seat and why I'm putting everything on him because they're not even batting three and four they're batting like two and five it's just it's just so stupid the lineup card makes no sense half of the time. Derek and Ruth they bat three and four that's what you do all season you pencil everybody around those two guys that 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 it's very simple. Um, in my opinion, it, it's, very, it's called know, the heart. It's called the heart of the lineup, right? Yeah, it's called. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It, it, it's ridiculous. Um, you want to speak about the most ridiculous thing of all the rules, John? It's oh, the, the one yeah. that they're experimenting with in the minor leagues. I am. If there's anything I'm against in baseball, this is what I'm against more than anything. Anything in baseball, because if you do this, almost makes me not want to watch baseball. If you're going to start doing stuff like this. So b- before you get into that, this is going to lead into the a rule change that I think should be presented, but also we can kind of see both sides. So say what this one is, and then after we'll get into the last one that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, me. Um, yes. Okay. So they are trying to say that you can't do a shift anymore, and meaning you can't put three guys on the side of second base. You can't put one guy in the outfield grass. There are, there are no rules. This game has been around for 140 years. No? Yeah, 140 years. Why can't you do that? They're saying because now it messes up certain lefties. They, they, they have nowhere to hit the ball to anymore. Good. There's too many. They, they can't learn to butt to the other side of the field. Or That's just they've... slap or hit the ball the other way. But righties can hit the ball the other way. But lefties, this, is their yeah. so, this is their solution to the game being too slow nowadays. Well, That's they don't want is. all this home runs and strikeouts. They want to have more people hitting it in between. And to me, you can't – this is a rule that, like, now you're altering strategies completely. And if I want to put five guys in the outfield, I'm allowed to. 
There's no room. If I want to put my whole team in the infield because I know your guy's not going to hit it past the shortstop, I'm allowed to. But now they're saying, no, we're going to tell you where you put your players in the field. And to me, that's, that's, that's too much. Fox, what do you think of that? Um, hmm. That's like football, them telling you, oh, you can only do so you three, only four zone. defenses. Only three, four defenses. Nothing else is allowed. Yeah. If you do something else, it's illegal. Could you imagine that? No, I couldn't. That's, I don't know. Or in, in basketball, you have to play a 2-3 zone. No more man-to-man. Game. It's a completely different game. Basketball yeah. kind of teeters on it with the three-second violation a little Where bit. Like lose jobs that way. Basketball was doing it, and then they allowed the 2-3 zone again. They let, they let zones come back. There is a three-second, a defensive three-second rule, but they at least let the zone come back. You can't do this. Like, this is a, just a horrendous thing for baseball. There's so many things you can implement. Bring robo-ums to home plate. Do things like that. I mean, Nickelodeon games. There's so many options, you know? It will be the greatest robo. day of your life when they bring the robo-ums in finally, won't it? It will you, be. You, <laughs> it will be because you're you know, so – this is like the 19th time you've brought up robo-ums. Just home plate. Just home plate. I love it. I love and it. Umpire still gets to be there, but he doesn't get to pick if it's a ball or strike. He just has a buzzer that tells him if it's a ball or a strike. And I like that. That's what it should be. Because that's something that's not your opinion. It should be right or wrong. It's a ball or it's a strike. It's pretty simple. Um, all right, John, yeah. what's your last rule here? Because this one well, to expand on that part for a little bit. Yeah, this watching baseball this season has been horrendous with the umps. Being at least before, at least if they have a zone. They can be consistent. They haven't been consistent this year. They're calling strikes, balls, ball strikes every other inning. Like, you know, some umpires have a tendency to call, you know, they have a zone. They have their own zone. And it's just all over the place this season. And I don't know when the breaking point's going to be because I figured it would have been a, would have been here by now, but I don't know what the issue is. Uh, but the, la the last rule thing I wanted to bring up, which, so you, we talked about the shift being a strategy. I wanted to talk about walks. Um, should walks be counted for differently because it's a strategy. Pitchers, um, I think Ethan agrees with me on this. I don't know about you guys. Uh, pitchers are in the, I don't want to say dominant, more between the pitcher and the hitter. The They're pitcher the has the, the power position. position. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we talked about that. The power position. They're in the power position. So, if they say, I don't really want to face this guy, I'm going to walk him, I can face this guy easier. They're already in the power position, and they get a bigger advantage. Should walks be counted for more? Should the should a, a automatic walk get a, a double so they well, don't – maybe they think about it a little bit less? Or would the expanded whole universal, universal DH solve that a little bit? Because I feel like they get off a lot easier if they just can walk a guy to first. Because if the guy's on first – that's not scoring position. That's nothing. They would do that all day to face easier batter after. I love that. You love him on second base? No, no, no. I, I love the fact that you can just walk a guy to you want to pitch him. Yeah. I mean, Barry Bonds got walked 200 times when he had like 100. Yeah, see, like you don't want to throw to Barry Bonds. He should be able to go to second. That's ridiculous. No. Steal. Uh, or you know what you do is if you have Barry Bonds on your team or you have Mike Trout on your team, right? Like someone like that, you better put somebody good behind them. It's called protection. But what about in, in the NL when there's the pitcher? They can throw to the pitcher besides 
DeGrom. Hey, if you want to walk on number, if you're any team in the NL, maybe other than the Dodgers, because their lineup is like a cleanup hitter batting eighth, but everybody else is like, you want to walk our eighth hitter? We'll take the base runner. They're happy to take that base runner. But if there's if there's two outs, a base runner on first doesn't do anything. It's strategy. It's part of the game. I love National League Baseball. You pitch around a guy to get to the pitcher. Make the pitcher have to come out of the game, put a pinch hitter in. Or you leave the pitcher in the game and make him hit. Have a DeGrom, have a Kershaw, people that can swing the bat. You know? I I, 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 I think, nope, I think you should go to first base. That's your base. That's what a walk is. Yep. Um, no extra bases. Putting a guy on second base, like doing it in extra innings. You don't like that, but now you want to put a guy on second base? Well, it's different. They're not starting there. If the pitcher wants to walk somebody, then they they have to have the consequence okay. of that person being in okay. one position. What happens if there's a man on second and they want to w- walk somebody? Where's the guy on second going now? Home? Maybe. Maybe that'll make them question. They have to pitch to the guy. They have to well, be what honest. If, and throw what if it's not intentional? What if the guy is just, you know, he's a little wild that day? It's it's the I, professional. I, I mean, it's it's MLB. They they're the pros of the pros. No, I mean that's not true. Have you not watched a lot of guys go out there and just not have control? I mean, look at your boy Robbie Ray, Clax. How many games? My boy. How many times did that guy have six walks in a game? Several. So like, you can't just be putting guys home because he walks people. You know, not everybody's Degrom and just you know throws dots every pitch. Then maybe if it's a walk, they second base runner just goes to third. And then it goes from there. What if it's a man on third and you walk someone? Does he go home? No, he just stays there. Oh, he just chills? Okay. I like you. The yeah. job goes to baseball. Okay. All right. I can dig that. little NBA talk before we finish this up, boys. little NBA. You got it in you? Kevin Durant came off the bench for the Nets yesterday. Ooh. 33 points in like 20 minutes. Like something silly, efficient. And he won an Oscar the same night. Clax, you and him are the only people I, you know, that are in the same boat here, you know, with your big time awards. But um, you didn't score 33 that night, did you? I certainly didn't. <laughs> Probably never scored 33 in throughout my entire lifetime, cumulatively. I like it. I like it. So Harden's still out. Irving's playing when he wants. They're obviously the favorites again. Still. What about your – I know you guys talked about this last episode with MC, but the Knicks are up a spot. Nine-game win streak. They're in fourth place right now. The, the Knicks' nine-game win streak came, came, came to an end tonight. They lost to the Suns uh, tonight. Oh, really? They were yeah, up they, 20. Yeah, they were. And then they blew that lead in the fourth. It was tied going into the fourth, and I think the Suns wow. went like five. I, I or saw seven. the score was 44 to 23. I was like, wow. Or 48 to 24. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. One of those nights. Yeah. And but, uh, what, is that, is that more, does that say more about the Suns, or does it say like something about the Knicks? I don't care what the score was at the end of the first, man. The, the fact of the matter is, is the Knicks should have been the 13th, 14th seed in the East this year. Okay. They're currently the four seed. They're most certainly going to be in the postseason, and they're actually exciting to watch. Okay, so the, I fact, that, the fact that I can watch Knicks basketball so I've got a right now makes me very happy. Right. So here's my question, Fox. This, 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 you can answer this, but I think for class, because he's living there, it's different. <clears throat> when you're in New York – about 
3% of the people right now are talking about the Nets and about 97% of the people are talking about the Knicks. Correct. When you leave the city, it's the opposite. It's 97% of the people are talking about the Nets and 3% are talking about the Knicks. Um, but because the Knicks really do own that town, obviously, do you think Kyrie and Durant have a little, like, wish they went to the Knicks and did this now and had owned the garden? What? What? And, no, and, and, of course and, and, not. And be leading the, team. <laughs> the collective what? No, no. <laughs> leading that no. team to a championship no. instead of leading Nets to a championship. No, as the second fiddle. No, I think they. I think they love Brooklyn. I think it's gonna be a big Brooklyn thing. Yeah, but then they uh, yeah. they're not gonna take over that city at all. You've I mean, been you 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 you've been you've been away for a while, Spider. Brooklyn's kind of a big deal. It is, but I've talked to everybody in New York, and I've been watching all, like, even listening to like. You know, the people that are from New York on national news, like everyone is talking about the Knicks. That's all they Dude, care about right now. Yeah. The Knicks are back. I think well, it's just because the, the reason they're rocking. talking about it because they didn't expect them to do so well. The Nets were like supposed to do well. The Knicks are That's the exactly the right. The Knicks are the heart of the city. That's the thing. Like the Yankees are like the team of New York overall. Like, yeah, if you say like, what's the most popular team in New York is the Yankees by far. But the heart of New York it's not the Giants or the Jets, and it's not the Mets or the Yankees. It's it's the Knicks. Like mm -hmm. it's the Knicks. I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm a fan free agent right now. But I'm just being real. Like well, it's not the Giants or the Jets because they play in New Jersey. New Jersey wow. Giants and Knicks. Okay, I got two questions for you. <laughs> for me? You, sir. All right. Does KD care about the media? The media? Yes. KD. Is the media, does Twitter count as the media? I was going to say, he's the most sensitive guy to the media that I know. But does he care? Probably, yeah. No, he doesn't. He does not care. That's debatable. Notice Kyrie. Kyrie does not care either. No, they, they want to be, they want to be bad guys. They want to do their own thing. And if everyone's saying, hey, 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 come over here, come over here. Okay, I'm going that way. And the, the logical decision was, yeah, go to New York play for the Knicks, revive the team. You're going to be loved forever. And they're like, perfect. I'm going to Brooklyn next door. Yeah. And then no one's going to care. Exactly. But they don't care about that. They they enjoy the ridicule. As much as they're sensitive, like, deep down like, they enjoy it. It's like, so I like Harden. But I don't no like such thing as bad publicity. Exactly. Well, the, yeah, I'm saying like, Fox, when was the last time the Knicks won the championship? You know what year it was? 72? 73, yeah. Okay. Um, if they win a championship, if anybody brings a championship to the Garden, it's going to yeah. be the craziest thing ever in New York. Like, like, I don't even know what that would be like. I mean, I remember Ewing being close in 94, you mm -hmm. know, because Hakeem. I remember the weird 99 strike season where they played the 50-game shortened season and the Knicks – were the eight seed with Sprewell and Houston and, and, and that crew, and they made it to the finals against Timmy and the Spurs and David Robinson. And, well, that didn't work out so well as that farewell game for David Robinson winning the championship and going off into the sunset. The Admiral. And then since then, there's been one playoff series win with, with Mello and, and Amare and Billups, and that's about it. So – Literally, like, and that's from 99. So you're talking 21 years, one playoff series win. Um, that's a long time. There's kids that are graduating college that have never seen the Knicks go to the second round of the playoffs. 
that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. So I don't know. If the Knicks get there, Clax, you, you know that town will be rocking. If the, if the Knicks uh, get there, that's – Listen, uh, again, round? I'm very happy to even be watching Knicks basketball. Right Understandable. Now. So it's, it is a pleasure. You know, somebody asked me – Leave it at that. Somebody asked me, so now when the Knicks play in, like, the playoffs, like, are you going to cheer for them? What do you think my answer was? Of course. Absolutely, I'm cheering for them. I want them to win the chip. I'm just, you know, I'm not on the, I'm not on the team. Unless right the Suns are playing them, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> Suns, Knicks, finals. It's like we just, we just have just a win-win. I mean, I, I, I win. Yep. Ethan would sew a half jersey together. We cut down the middle. Mm-hmm. One side, Knicks, one side, Suns. I'll tell you this. The one guy who I've been a fan of since he was basically a rookie was Julius Randle. I love that guy with the Lakers. Um, I remember Kobe saying all these really good things about him his last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was he was a beast was with the Pelicans. Yep. He was a beast with the Pelicans. And I was like, man, this guy puts up numbers. He's like a, a really old-fashioned, solid power forward. And then he went to the Knicks, and they all were like, oh, he shouldn't get the playing time. Give it to the young guys. I'm like, he's still pretty young. He's, like, hitting his prime right now. And then, boy, did he prove everybody wrong this year, which I love. I mean, I love seeing those type of things. And I'm hoping that a free agent wants to sign there. That would be amazing. They get one guy to play with him, and then, woo, it's over. Clax, you got a final thought for me? Uh, Yeah, I do. It's officially that wonderful time of year where – uh, the NBA playoffs are going to start soon, and I start uh, enjoying not one sport, but two sports at the same time in baseball and basketball. I'm very excited about life right now. It's my final thought. It's a good time of year. And it drafts on Thursday. John? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for our draft. It's going to be a little bit earlier podcast than we normally do, but it'll be fun. Um, I've never, to be honest, like I always – catch draft results after the fact and just kind of half pay attention but i'm pretty excited to see how things shake out this year just because how much we've been talking about it kind of building it up like in my own head it's just it's it's just it's it seems more fun this year just talking about it with you guys so i'm super pumped for our our thursday live podcast you could say two drafts in one week for you john fantasy that's true and an nfl draft look at you really living the life mr fox so I'm um, obviously I'm a football guy. I'm a soccer guy. I'm much of a baseball guy. I'm somewhat a basketball guy, but I'm always a numbers guy. So I saw interesting numbers uh, yesterday as I was uh, surfing through Twitter. I just uh, reactivated my Twitter and I uh, got some fun baseball stat that I was like, wow. Uh, looks pretty dope because I, I know these names. I don't know what it means, but uh, most war perks 162 games, uh, position players in MLB history. And who's number one? At 10.5. What well. year What year do they play? Or what years? What era? Doesn't matter. All time. All time. Well, that's 140 years worth of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Babe Ruth with 10.5. Okay, I was going to go Bonds, Ruth, or like Gary were my, my, my top. So this is uh, one, two, three, four. Wow, random. Top nine. 
Uh, that's number one. Number nine is Ty Cobb, 8.1. Wait, let's see. Let's, let's see. Uh, number eight. Okay, go. Willie Mays, 8.5. Lou Gehrig, 8.5. Ted Williams, 8.6. What? Hang Aaron on there? No. Ted Williams, 8.6. Joe DiMaggio. No. Uh, guess who's number uh, one, two, three. Guess who's number five, though? What Dave DeGrom. This, this is why, like, I was like, oh, snap. Like, this is real. Mookie Betts, 8.7. Oh, what's, what's up? I was like, crap. The, no, that's the contract. Bonds, that's worth it. Gray Bonds, number four, 8.1. Mike, oh, yeah, Mike Trout, my Lord, 9.7, number I two. I was saying he's the next one up there. He's, it's him Jeez. and Babe Ruth. That's a pretty good company to be in. Don't know who Rogers Hornsby is, but he's 9.1. Rogers Hornsby played in the 1930s into the no 40s. Um, and he was amazing before people were really amazing. So he had a little pop. He had a second baseman. He was the best second baseman of all time, probably until Roberto Alomar. Ethan, didn't uh, you probably know this? I don't, I only know part of a headline. Didn't DeGrom just tie or do something that Babe Ruth did? Um, something about first so many games starting with. Hitting and pitching, I can't – I feel bad that I, I should have had these numbers up before, but have I'll you heard save, that? I'll save it for you for next time to bring that. I like when you bring me DeGrom stats. That makes me happy. So I, I love – I can't – I can – that's one person, like, I cannot – I cannot talk bad about because what do you say bad about him? Nothing. Nothing. The only thing you can say is you haven't seen him win a World Series yet, and this is the year. You're going to get to see that. <laughs> There's going to be literally nothing left to say about the man. I'll put a whole I'll, – I'll put a – Five dozen donuts on that happening, not happening. Five dozen donuts against my five donuts. Sure. Okay. Oh, real quick. The NL East is the NFC East. It's the same thing. That's it. Totally. Oh, wow. That's I, totally. Without wait, a doubt. Wait, okay. So I, I that's that's not true. So that's very <laughs> true. It's very true. So it's very great, true. What's your final thought, Ethan? I, I just had to say that. I forgot. You just made me forget my final thought. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I was like, holy oh, oh, it came back. It came back to me. Okay. So this past yesterday, I guess, Sunday, I was um I was out on a golf course. Shout out to Instant Classics, Rev Kev out there. We were uh, nice, beautiful McCormick Ranch, a little ritzy Scottsdale course. You know, John was invited because I invite John to things, even though he doesn't invite me. Uh, but he, of course, doesn't go even when I invite him because he doesn't want to be around me outside of this show. But it's cool. I invite him. But while I was out there, as always, I'm thinking about all fired up. And you know what I was thinking, guys? Somehow, someway, in the next year, we're going to put together an all fired up golf charity event. I think we're going to do it. We're going to raise some money for something. We're going to have a golf charity event. I don't know how we're going to do it. But we're going to do it. We're going to get out there. We're, we, we'll, we'll raise money for... For, for the kids, I don't know. Let's miniature golf, right? No, no real <laughs> golf. I mean, miniature golf. Glow in the dark, miniature golf. I know, great spot in LA. I'll, we could start there. If you want to start putting it together in LA, I, I will be there and I will market it. I will be the guy with the sign outside. Whatever you need, you let me know. Let's, 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 let's go, let's go to golf and stuff. Gotcha. Golf and stuff in LA. You know, all fired up, giving back to the community. That's all I'm saying. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to give back a little bit in the next year. Because, you know, we also have our big... 10-year anniversary episode coming up in June. I'm very excited for that. We're going to bring back the chow. Somehow, Clax, we got to get the chow to come back. One episode and one episode only, maybe, but we got to get the chow to come back. And we're going to have our 10-year anniversary. That's going to be exciting. John, I'm pretty sure 
June is when we rebooted it, too, or was it May? Well, that's a whole other story, but we'll get to that. that. That's different. We can find different reasons to celebrate. I'll celebrate every week. You can, you know, they say like happy like every day on the Hallmark cards. There's like four days that you're supposed to celebrate. Like today, well, today like, today's a National Pretzel Day, but continue. National Pretzel Day? What uh, show is that? I wish I was lying. Oh my Stan- God. Stanley is super happy right now. You know, that's what I was just saying. We know we showed out some for National Pretzel Day. Mm-mm-mm. Until next week, my friends.